Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Welcome back. Here we are diving into the series that we've been going through, Purpose. In any given moment of life, we are all searching for purpose, what God has for us, what we have for ourselves, uh, what our families have for us, but most importantly, seeking Jesus in the midst of it. And so uh, we are going to recap some of the things that we've been talking about. Uh, Last week, we had a buddy of mine named Tyler come in and talk about our missional purpose, a little bit different from the series that we've been talking about in general. But same heartbeat, same posture of inviting Jesus into our every day, every decision that we make. But let's go ahead and rewind a little bit from week one, uh, talking about purpose producing joy, okay? And so we know that the original Greek word for purpose is boule. Everyone say that, boule. And the verb of the Hebrew word for purpose means to give counsel, to deliberate, or determine, all right? To give counsel, meaning to speak into what we do, to deliberate, to make the decision based on God's word, and to determine what God is calling us into as we seek his heart. And so we know that purpose produces joy because joy comes from the Holy Spirit. And we see that in scripture, and that joy comes from abiding in God's presence, just, just, just knowing that he is with us, he is for us. And if God is for us, what could be against us, right? So we find joy in knowing that all things will work together for his good. And joy comes from hope in God's word. And so the truth that he speaks for years and years and years have been true. They haven't changed and they will sustain us for the rest of our life. But today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. Uh, We are going to say that purpose produces change in our hearts but also that purpose creates that change, okay? And so in Ephesians 4, through 24, this is what we see. It says, To put off your old self, meaning not who you are now in Jesus, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So true righteousness and holiness comes from likeness in God. And we're getting rid of things that we used to be. So we've all kind of made the claim that we are Jesus followers here, most of us in this room. And so because of that, we're getting rid of the corrupt way that we used to think. We used to experience shame, injustices, all these things that come with life. But with God, we are being redeemed and we're chasing after him. And that changes our hearts, it changes our minds, changes our circumstances. So the real question is, how do we know that we've been changed as Christ followers? Well, Romans 12, 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, okay? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, here's what we got to know. 
is that being transformed is an ultimately 180, turning away from all the things that we were, things that we were bound by, the things that have kept us from Jesus for far too long, things that we were not intended to be. You see, often in life what happens is we as people, we, we choose to naturally change the original design of things. And it's said that if you change the original design of something, you then uh, get rid of its purpose, you get rid of its design, you get rid of any accountability towards it, because you tried to make it something that it wasn't created to be. And so, transformation, this is what it means when it's talking about this. This change of our life is more than an external transformation. You see, it's not just saying, hey, uh, because I believe in God, man, I am not going to ever do this again. These things are not in my life. I will avoid them. But nonconformity to the world does not primarily mean the external avoidances of worldly behavior. You see, when you find Jesus, you're not just like, okay, I have to stay away from the sinners. I have to stay away from my friends who cuss. I have to do this and that and stay away from those things. No, what this means being transformed means that you no longer desire the things you used to want. You no, you no longer are tempted. You no longer are, are convinced that you need that more than you need God. But in turn, you realize that the saving power of Jesus is enough. That the saving power of God is what's restored you. Not to all these things that we think the world provides for us. The Bible says, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. You know, the Bible talks about transformation and, and things uh, a couple times, but one time it's, it's talking about the transfiguration and when God is shining in his glory. You see, when you receive Jesus, you receive that. You get to shine. You get to have authority over things that used to have authority over you or that you gave authority in your life. You see, the Christian alternative to immoral behaviors is not a new list of moral behaviors. It's not adding to it. It's not saying, okay, this is who we are. But it's giving you triumphant power and transformation over those things. Meaning you can say, oh, no, not today, Satan. You don't have a hold of me. Here's what Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness. He didn't sit there and justify, oh, but this, 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 and this. What he did was he used the truth of God's word to fight it off. And essentially, all of that means choosing Jesus and this whole purpose that we have, which creates change, it's a life of freedom. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we have to have the Holy Spirit inside of us. I think for far too long, uh, we've mistaken freedom for being our own way. Freedom of how we think we should have it. But here's what's true. Is that we experience change when we experience the Holy Spirit. Because he comes inside of us. You see, we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is required because the, this word renewal in Romans 12.2 is used uh, one other place. Found in Titus 3.5, 
So Paul says, God saved us not because of the works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercies, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Regeneration is just the cleansing of our sins. And the cleansing of our sins allows us to be seen pure, seen right with God, so the Holy Spirit can dwell in us and holiness can take place. The renewal of our old self to a new life that's been transformed by the Spirit of God means we're no longer tempted. We're no longer in the midst of the world. It means that our efforts follow his initiatives, that our efforts are following his enabling, what God has, what God is saying. You see, freedom isn't a measure of our own efforts. It's, a, it's the inv- invitation of God into our circumstances. It's the invitation of God into our every day. And so when we find our purpose of finding and following Jesus, we are changed inwardly and outwardly everything's different. It's really simple in nature. The way that you experience change is by challenging yourself to look more like Jesus. To listening to the gospel of the glory of Christ. Reading your Bible from cover to cover. Searching the revelation of Christ. Pondering the saturation of Christ. And spiritual men, spiritual women, people who have been doing this for years. It's the habit of meditating on God and his perfections. It's praying and desiring and approving the will of God so much more than our own that our life becomes worship to the glory of Christ. We're no longer bound by what the world has. And the change happens so inwardly that externally everyone is a product of that change. Jonathan experiences joy. Taylor experiences joy. Jeremiah, John Luke, everyone who hears his name from you because you were changed. So you want to know what purpose is. We want to step into that. Well, purpose is just an understanding that inwardly we've been changed by God. Purpose is saying, man, I choose Jesus. I may not understand it. There will be hardship. There will be moments of pain. There will be moments of suffering. But man, I choose Jesus. Because at the end of the day, my renewal, my mindset, everything shifted at his name. Everything I ever cried out for, peace, joy, love, came by the way of Jesus. Jesus changed my life. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org forward slash youth.